Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From KYW News Radio 1039 FM, this is Bridging Philly, connecting our communities on the issues that matter to you. Presented by Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Hello, I'm Raquel Williams. Welcome to Bridging Philly. Whether you like to walk, ride your bike, or even roller skate, there's something for everyone in the region's Circuit Trail Network. We'll check in with the Circuit Trails Coalition and the founder of Black Girls Joy Bike Rides to talk about access to recreational trails. I had like other women, like my friends who mm-hmm. would join me. But when I would ask them, especially like Philadelphian born and raised people, mm-hmm. a lot of them did not know how to ride Take a bike. Time. I grew mm-hmm. with a lot of nature, with a lot of space that you could fall down on a bike and get back up. Right. But my friends was like, we didn't have that. If it's happening in Philadelphia, Shara Day Howard most likely knows all about it. Our purpose is to serve folks, for example, who, let's say they get SNAP benefits and then those benefits run out in the middle of the month, which unfortunately tends to happen to a lot of our clients. That's where we come in and fill those gaps. That's coming up on Bridging Philly. This is Bridging Philly from KYW News Radio 1039 FM. The warm weather months are here, and more and more people will be out and about looking to enjoy the great outdoors. And what better way to do that than to explore nature in our region? You can get your biking on or your steps in by blazing the hundreds of miles of circuit trails in our region. According to data from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the national trail use in 2022 increased by 45% in comparison to 2019, showing a demand for trails across the country. We are actually celebrating Trails Day this weekend, April 22nd to be exact. So what and where are these trails? Here to tell us more about it is Sarah Clark-Stewart. She's executive chair of the Circuit Trails Coalition and executive director of the Bicycle Coalition of Greater Philadelphia. Patrick Starr is with us also. He's executive vice president of the Southeast Region of the Pennsylvania Environmental Council and Pennsylvania vice chair of the Circuit Trails Coalition. And someone who is very familiar with the trails in the area, Irisha Pycutt. She is a licensed behavioral therapist and founder of Black Girl Joy Bike Rides. Welcome to Bridging Philly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk all about these trails. So, Patrick, perhaps you can tell us, and Sarah too, how many miles of trails do we have in the Delaware Valley? And when were they created? Well, we have 378 miles in our network built right now, and that covers nine counties. So whether you live in the Jersey side or in Pennsylvania side, probably one of the best known is the Schuylkill River Trail. Mm. Lots of Philadelphians know that, and the Cooper River Trail over in Camden County. And some of those are 30 years old or more at this point. Mm -hmm. But the big thing is that we're trying to grow the network with 500 miles of circuit trails to be built by 2025. So we're we're in a fast expansion mode. So talk about, Sarah, what the original purpose of the trails were when they were first created. 
Well, I think they were created mostly for recreation, but they soon became also used by people who wanted to ride their bicycle um, or even walk to work. So um, we call them multi-purpose trails. They're great for riding a bike, scooting, walking your dog, or if you are on a different kind of device, like a wheelchair mm-hmm. or um, whatever, they're great for anyone who wants to get around uh, not in a car or using mass transit. Uh, when we were hit by COVID-19, yeah. the trails became the haven uh, for everyone. And um, you know, they really helped not only people get exercise, but you know, regain their sanity because they mm. could get outside and have fresh air and, you know, interact with the outdoors. So they're incredibly important. I think Sarah made a really important point that these trails are not just for cyclists or even for runners and people like that. I think it's so important to realize that they are a place that you can go just to get away from things. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a metropolitan area with, you know, almost 6 million people and the trails are a haven. And I think we're going to talk some more mm-hmm. about that, but we see what their importance is just as a place of refuge. And if you just want to go sitting on a bench and watch what's going by, you're welcome on these chairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wanted to add to that, too, mm-hmm. that I grew up riding bikes in Virginia, mm-hmm. but has stopped for many years. I've been in Philly for 15 years. But when the pandemic happened, that was the first time I saw people again when I went on MLK Drive to start <laughs> riding. Right. So it was That's like awesome. a way to see people, but it was also a way that <laughs> I could get some recreational at the same time. time. <laughs> I kept a distance, but it was just nice <laughs> to see families out, mm-hmm. to see people out. It was good for my whole overall yeah. mental health. They're, oh, yeah. We've also called them um, kind of the modern town square. They're the way for mm-hmm. people to get out and see one another and chat. Mm-hmm. But they're disconnected, and mm-hmm. they need to be linked together. And that's what I think is really inspirational about the work that we do is like to try to – we have the vision of it all connected <clears throat> so that you could get on the trail in the morning and spend the entire day mm-hmm. um, going from either you know northwest, east, or south – and never have to leave the trails. You know, Arisha, I, I'm glad that we have you here because obviously you use the trails <laughs> and uh, Sarah mentioned uh, the pandemic. And the pandemic brought about so many different ways that people went about trying to stay active, uh, find activities outdoors. Can you talk about how you started uh, Black Girl Joy Bike Rides? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, I grew up biking and biking was actually my mother's only form of transportation growing up. Mm. So she used to ride me on her bike to daycare. We used to ride on her bike to the grocery store. And then when I moved to Philly, I just got into the habit of like driving. Mm. Um, But when the pandemic happened, I was like most people, I had a lot of time like on my hand. Mm. I knew I wanted to get back to being on a bike. And I was like, I have all of this time, let me do it. Um, And so I signed up for Ride Indigo and I just started biking. You know, I started going on to the drive. It was like one day a week Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see, could I even like do it? It had been years. And then one turned to two and then two turned to three and it became like a consistent like self-care habit. And what I found interesting is that you discovered that not everybody knows how to ride a bike. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I enjoy the solitude of riding bike by myself, but I kept thinking this would be fun if I had like other women, like my friends who mm-hmm. would join me. But when I would ask them, especially like Philadelphian born and raised people, mm-hmm. a lot of them did not know how to ride Look a bike. Um, and then it made me think about how like access to space was different from 
how I grew up. I grew mm-hmm. up with a lot of nature, with a lot of space that you could fall down on a bike and get back up. Right. But my friends was like, we didn't have that. Um, and so when I heard about this grant from Deeply Rooted, I was like, this would be a good time for me to bring my friends along or just other black women that I would like to have along to bike to. That's awesome. Yeah. And I want to get back to uh, the grant and, and what mm-hmm. you do with the group and talk more about Deeply Rooted in a moment. But since we're here talking about the space and being in nature, and that's a lot of what the trails are all about. And of course, as a licensed behavioral therapist, um, being in nature Patrick and Sarah, that is, it's therapeutic. And it's something mm-hmm. that we need to do more of, right, Arisha? I mean, oh, this yeah. is just something, it's part of the trails. It's not just exercise, but just connecting yeah. and just being and disconnecting while we connect right. with each other. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to yeah. watch your phone <clears throat> while you're riding a bicycle. Um, and I think what's wonderful about not all the trails, but many of our trails in our region go along waterways. And that's... <clears throat> You get a vista, mm-hmm. you watch fish jump. You just get a totally different feel when you are able to have that you know, right next to the, a river or a creek and have that kind of waterfront access. And it's really important also, we believe, the more people who do that and have that experience, the more they value the quality of that water. We just had that incredible experience a few weeks ago where a spill happened and all of our did everyone realize in Philadelphia that their water comes from the Delaware or the yeah. Schuylkill? I think a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. and that's what the trails mm-hmm. provide. Yeah, it's a way to uh, connect with your loved ones and family and friends. And Arisha, mm-hmm. you mentioned you know, having your friends join you mm-hmm. and make that special. My proudest moments as somebody involved with this is when I see a family with maybe a little girl or, or boy with training wheels out on the circuit trails, and I just think – I am so happy that, to see this sort of thing because it is tough in the city, mm-hmm. and especially with some of the craziness we have going on mm-hmm. in our city this right at this time, you don't feel real comfortable with your children on a bicycle in the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't feel safe. The point of the circuit trails is to create a safe place. The whole idea is to have a place where the bicyclists and the pedestrians are prioritized. It's mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. It's not for cars. It's not for buses. It's right. for them. Yeah. Um, and that's in our car-centric society that's so rare. I didn't realize how some streets in Philadelphia didn't even have trees. They, they don't have trees. Like, I've lived <laughs> on small blocks in Philadelphia with wow. no trees, and that should be that should be a right. That should be like a God-given right, right, right. to have trees just because of, like, the property of nature. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, like, grateful that we do have these different trails that yeah. we can ride on and have access to that. Bridging Philly continues in a moment. Back to Bridging Philly from KYW News Radio 1039 FM. Now, we're specifically talking about the circuit trails, but we want to make sure that we point out that not all trails are circuit trails and they're not all created equally. What are are the differences between the circuit trails and maybe other trails that are out there? Well, they should be at least 10 feet wide. They should be paved and they should connect to another trail. So we don't have equestrian trails as part of the circuit network. We don't have um, mountain bike trails as part of the network. And if there are park trails that you know are circular and inside a park, they're not part of the circuit either okay. because they're not really connected to the rest of the network. So um, we have a number of what we call trunk trails. There's, these are big, long 
trails that either are completed or they on paper or go for 10, 20, 30 miles, um, and then smaller trails that connect between them. Mm-hmm. And when we first connected um, in the beginning of the year, we spoke in January, um, the circuit received $7 million, a $7 million cash infusion to complete different trail projects across the region. So what's been the latest with that? How's that coming along? Um, it's going well. We, I mean, the past 15 months, 20 miles were added uh, mm-hmm. to the network. Um, it takes several years for a trail to be constructed, and some of the awards that um, are announced, you know, a few times a year, maybe for to study it or to mm-hmm. design it. So it doesn't mean that you get the mileage immediately. Um, we're doing okay, I would say, in terms of how we're adding trail mileage, but it's Frankly, for the advocacy community, it's too slow, and we need to accelerate it. Uh, the whole network is about 811 miles if it was built completely. So we're at 378. Okay. Um, and uh, we have, the advocates have been saying we need to get to 500 miles by 2025 in order to keep on the pace of building out the entire network by 2040. And that was a commitment that our elected officials made um, in a long-term plan uh, 10 years ago. And so we've been working to hold them accountable to that. And so we have about um, 410 miles either built or fully paid for. So we need to get to 90 more miles to get to that 500-mile goal, and we only have two years left. We set that goal back in, I think, 2017, 2018. Um, And it's funny how, you know, 2025, it feels like a long time from now, but actually goes really fast. So we're working hard to make some big changes so that we can accelerate the pace at which these trails get funded and ultimately built. You were talking about some of our recent investments, and I just thought I'd throw in a few of the fun connections. And my friend Sarah and I, we worry so much about building out the network, but I think maybe one of the most impressive is a connection in the Chester Valley Trail that actually runs from Norristown all the way out to the King of Prussia. Now means that if you wanted to, you could bike from, let's say, Center City, Philadelphia, most of the way out to Exton, Pennsylvania. So that's a long bike ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's pretty much off-road and safe the entire distance. We also recently had uh, the Delaware River Trail open on the riverfront in Philadelphia, so south from uh, around the Ben Franklin Bridge area going all the way down into South Philadelphia. And, I mean, that's a really wonderful trail that, for instance, you can get off a bus on Columbus Boulevard and you can take a walk along the Philadelphia Riverfront. And that was not possible until very recently to have that all connected. There were some isolated Mm -hmm. pieces Getting around the region, we also had an opening on the Newtown Greenway out in uh, the Bucks and Montgomery County area. So there's been some lots of exciting new additions of trails that mm. we might be struggling on getting that goal, but we're doing exciting things that are happening and are yeah. making our communities better connected and serving more people in our region. Right, right. Lots of things, uh, exciting things happening uh, with uh, the circuit trails 
And um, Arisha, lots of exciting things happening for Black Girl Joy Bike Rides as well, since you guys use the trails. I understand that there's a community ride coming up this weekend. I know it may be a little late for people to get involved with it now, the listeners, but I know it won't be the last. So what will that look like? Well, they can still contact me. They might can still get in. But we have our community ride on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We're meeting at Belmont and Parkside, where there's a ride in the go station. Um, and so people can contact me. It's arisha.pikett at gmail.com. But it's just a ride. Um, I want to bring black women that I'm in community with together. I feel like a lot of people wanted to bike with me, but they would be like, I don't want to pay the ride in the go membership <laughs> because I have other priorities in life. So I thought if right. I could take away that barrier and buy everyone memberships or at least group passes, that that's one step like closer right. to having them ride with me. And I've had a lot of people sign up and say they'll come in, but I have a couple more spots. People want to, okay. but it's an easy ride. It's not strenuous. We're going to like bike between like 45 minutes to an hour. And um, you call that an easy ride? It's going to be, it's, no, <laughs> it's, it's like a flat ride that okay. we're doing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's okay. all about just centering joy. Yeah. Um, and just prioritizing yourself. So That's great. So the grant from Penn Medicine allowed yeah. you to get involved with Indigo yeah. uh, Bikes and, and pay for these different memberships yeah. and have more people on the trails yeah. and, and exercising and being out in nature. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, someone from Deeply Rooted actually contacted me. They and know. What is Deeply Rooted? Let's, let's Deeply talk about Rooted that. is an organization that falls under Penn Medicine. Okay. So they wanted to get Philadelphia residents like back in nature with mm-hmm. some type of movement. Okay. Um, and so the person who contacted me, they knew I would do bike rides by myself. Because when I started riding in 2020, I think I started posting so much about how it brought me so much joy that I was in like Bicycle Magazine three times that year, right? And they go did like a little docu-series. And not that I was doing anything like riding 50 miles a day, but it was just that I was just talking about how much happiness that riding this bike was bringing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knew about it. And she was like, you should apply to this grant. I think you're getting it. You could bring other women along. And, and that's how, you know, I got it. So very grateful that something that has brought me so much happiness I could share with other people. Right. And that's what these trails are all about. And speaking of grants and programming like Irisha is doing, uh, we had to do a study to understand what you knew personally. So we did a study in 2020 about equity of access to trails. And what we discovered was that a lot of people don't feel welcome. And you've already put your finger on some of those barriers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's needing somebody to invite you to get out there. So we call that welcome. So we've created a small grant program funded by the William Penn Foundation to fund community-based programs on circuit trails. And the idea is to break through those barriers. So what's exciting to me is this weekend there's an event in Trenton, the Trenton Art Jam that is doing programming on a trail there that includes creating a a mural. Mm -hmm. And we also will be funding other types of programs from the city of Chester all the way through Philadelphia to get people out on these trails, Mm -hmm. um, including the disability community. I mentioned Columbus uh, Boulevard and the Delaware Riverfront Trail. So there will be actually a program because of the transit access. It makes it possible for people who have limited mobility to be able to get there and enjoy the trail. I would love to reinforce what Arisha said about 
Indigo. So Indigo Bike Share is um, Philadelphia's bike share system, and it is expanding. And they are placing stations purposely, you know, in communities of color and communities that where people are not that familiar with them or not that comfortable. And so they're and they're also placing them near the circuit trail system um, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And so um, that is really fabulous. And they're with that have a program called um, the Better Bike Share Partnership, where they work with ambassadors. Um, to provide those bike learn how to ride lessons and um, slow rides and group rides, um, again to do that kind of on the ground grass you know, bottoms right. up programming yeah. um, to encourage more people to bike and make it part of their daily life. And so what Arisha is doing is all on her own, you know, and that's just really fantastic. But very complimentary and very right. could not happen without um, a public use bike mm-hmm. share system that Philadelphia has been mm-hmm. investing in since 2015. Mm-hmm. There, there is such a hunger for these types of programs is what I'd like to just add mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. You know, our experience with this community grant program was that we're able to fund 10 initiatives around the region. We had 40 applicants and we had $150,000 available to give away. We had $700,000 in applications many of which were really worthy, beautiful projects that we could not fund. If there's anybody out there that wants to invest in community programming and creating more access to circuit trails and Mm -hmm. nature and mental health, um, we have a program that we can fund (laughs) projects in the community. We would like to grow the community grant program. You know, so we consider the William Penn money just an initial investment. Great. Well, I'm sure you'll get some kind of a response. Uh, <laughs> but see, should I give out my email and my let's, let's, phone number? Let's give, <laughs> let's give out all of the information uh, for people who want to know more about the Circuit Trails Coalition and, the, of course, the Community Grants Program. Where can they go? Well, circuittrails.org is our website, and lots of information and resources is right there. And there is a wonderful map that they can access to see which trail segments are open and how to get there. Okay. And Arisha, where can we learn more about Black Girl Joy Bike Rides? Yes, you can reach me in my email, like I said, which is my first name, dot my last name at gmail.com or you can reach me out on instagram i go by arisha the hood therapist okay um and so just <laughs> let me know if you want to join us on our own on the bike ride if you, you have your own bike you're more than willing to join us as well okay well it's been a pleasure talking with all of you whether you're walking you're on roller skates like my daughters like to do or you're skateboarding or you're just out with your pets or you're getting someone out there in a wheelchair just to be out with nature. The trails are there for everyone. There's something for everyone to discover and to just unplug and just be out with nature. Yes. Sarah Clark Stewart and Patrick Starr uh, with Circuit Trails Coalition and uh, Arisha Pikett, uh, founder of Black Girl Joy Bike Rides. Thank you so much for joining us Thank on Bridging you. Philly. Thank you. Thank you. Bridging Philly continues in a moment. Back to Bridging Philly, connecting our communities on the issues that matter to you. The interruption in SNAP payments by the federal government means many families are still struggling. Sharaday Howard visited with a local nonprofit that stepped up to help families in need in this week's Shara in the City. 
It's been more than two months since the federal government stopped that second SNAP payment, meant to help families in need during the pandemic. And just in Pennsylvania, more than two million families have already been impacted, seeing their monthly allotments shrink by more than $181. That's why local nonprofits like Babashi stepped up, opening community fridges and food pantries to help those families dependent on that second payment that wasn't coming, just as inflation also continued to rise. So I took a trip to Babashi and met up with Janice Tolstow. She's the hunger relief supervisor at the organization. And she says since the SNAP payments have been reduced, she's seen more than 50% more families looking for meat, looking for produce, looking for even toiletries, everything and anything just to help them get by. And she does it all with a smile and great energy to try to make these families feel more at home and like there's hope in the space. So I asked her to give me the same walkthrough she gives those families looking for their next meal. If you would, join me. Janice, you're going to give me the Babashi experience. Okay. <laughs> okay. So welcome to our uh, Food First Pantry. Uh -huh. It is a pantry of choice, which means that uh, pantry visitors who come in can select any food that they want to take, as opposed to uh, just a couple of years ago, before we had this choice model, we would pre-pack bags. So we would let folks know, this is what we have available. You let us know what you want. We would pre-pack bags. But this is like shopping. This is like shopping, absolutely. But we have to always emphasize to folks mm -hmm. that we are an emergency food pantry. We're not a supermarket. So we really need folks to be clear about that our purpose is to serve folks, for example, who uh, let's say they get SNAP benefits and then those benefits run out in the middle of the month, which unfortunately tends to happen to a lot of our clients. That's where we come in and fill those gaps. And you, I'm looking around. So we see uh, baskets with produce. We see shelving with snacks and nuts. This is a healthy, healthy situation. Yes, too. yes we are a part of the Healthy Pantry Initiative. Um, we have a partnership with Phil Abundance. They are our primary food bank, which means that at least twice a year, one of their staff members will come out and meet with us and talk with us about our pantry setup and what we can do to continue to be um, a healthy pantry of choice, what offerings and those types of things uh, you know, we can give to um, our pantry visitors. We have a lot of pantry visitors who are living with chronic illnesses, HIV, AIDS, diabetes, high blood pressure, even cancer marginalized people in yes. our community. Correct. So it's very important to us to be able to provide um, healthy food options for them. And I'm looking around. There's not much left anymore. There's a lot, but there's clearly people have been here. And mind you, each week we are seeing new faces and larger families. And so not only do you have partnerships to help you, but donations are also welcome. Correct, absolutely. Um, I have to give a shout out to Drexel University. Um, late last year, they did a uh, toiletries drive for us and toiletries are very important too. We get a lot of people who come in, they need things like toilet paper, toothbrushes, toothpaste, um, sanitary products, soap, deodorant, those types of things. And so people don't think about that often. People don't think about that, but those are very much in demand in a food pantry. As a matter of fact, people are even coming to us and asking for pet food. That makes sense. Yes. So and you'll I, take it. 
We will take it as a matter of fact, uh, there was a gentleman here in the pantry last week. He was with his service dog. And I remembered him from a previous visit. And I said to him, if I get a can of dog food, I will set it aside for you. Sure enough, he came back last week and I had the can of dog food and I was able to give it to him. Amazing. So let's get started. I'm going to pick a basket. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So what happens is when pantry visitors come to our pantry, we always have to do a check-in with them. So we have a point system. So we allocate a specific number of points based upon the size of the family. So let's say you are a household of one. You would get 60 points for the month. So you have the option of either shopping once a month and using the entire 60 points, or you can come in twice a month and use 30 points each visit. So we would check you in. You know, make sure that everything's okay. Check out your information. Make sure that's okay. Once you've been checked in, then you start shopping. You know you have 60 points. So let's say you've decided that you want to take all your 60 points in this one visit. So then you just move around. You just move around. You go from station to station. And we've got our produce here. Produce is here. Now, one thing that I will say, produce is very, very popular. Things like potatoes, things like oranges are very popular. So as you can see, we're low on those things. We have onions. There's some grapefruit over here. We have some apples, but um, now snacks. So again, because we're a healthy pantry, we're really trying to emphasize providing healthy snacks for our pantry visitors. So as you see, we have raisins, we have little boxes of dry cereal, we have popcorn, nuts. Yeah, so this is... uh, And that's only five points, so this is reasonable. And as you can see, so we have a lot of signage. And I see the distilled water, you've got canned foods, you have beans, you have ramen. Again, being mindful of the signage. So see here, this says diabetes friendly. So if someone has diabetes, they know that this is something that they can take. And of course, we have to have limits because, again, we're an emergency food pantry, so it's not like a supermarket where you can come in and... And the sign says only one bottle of oil, please, people. Correct. So that way there's oil left for other yes. other pantries. This is a community right. organization. It's a community. So for the most part, people, you know, keep track of their points. And if they have questions about quantities, we can always answer. We've got pancakes. Right. And-, and then the fridge is over here. You've got so many refrigerators. Yes. So does this mean meat and also, I'm assuming, milk? As you can see, leche. <laughs> so this would be our milk fridge. But it's empty. They're empty because we have ordered all of these things. We're waiting to pick up our orders. But these are the items that go the quickest. So you're serving not just one group of people. You're serving everyone. English speaking, Spanish speaking, uh, Haitian Creole, Russian. We so have this Russian. is truly a community center. Truly a community pantry. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. If you'd like to learn more about donating or filling your grocery bag, go to www.bebashi.org or simply visit Babashi at 1235 Spring Garden Street. Thanks for joining us for Bridging Philly, brought to you by Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter at Bridging Philly at Raquel on Air and at Shara Day. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. For Shara Day Howard and our producer, Patty McMahon, I'm Raquel Williams. Be well. <laughs>